Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. It's always a good day when I can be with the family of God. Bible talks about in the New Testament how they sold things and they had all things common. I feel today a common spirit among us. I feel like we all want the same thing today. Whatever he wants, that's what I want. Whatever he wants for me, that's what I want for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you'll turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 37. I want to say thank you for your sensitivity in choosing the songs. The Lord knows what he's doing. If we just allow him, he knows what he's doing. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 37, verses 1 through 4. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren and the lad was with the sons of Abilah and with the sons of Zilpah his father's wives and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And then we will skip to the 50th chapter of Genesis where Joseph is talking to his brothers. And he says, But as for you, Ye thought evil against me. But God, Sister Franny, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Nothing new. I just want to remind you of some things today. I'm going to talk about the flip side of evil the flip side of evil you may be seated some of you may know the story well of Joseph but I'm going to go over it just a little bit in case somebody doesn't know it in chapter 37 of Genesis the story goes on about Joseph he was completely betrayed by his brothers 
because of jealousy. They sold him as a slave. They lied. They about gave their father a heart attack by telling him that his favorite was dead. They kept their evil secret to themselves for many years. There is an evilness that is attached to the spirit of jealousy. As the Bible says, it's as cruel as the grave. It's as cruel as death itself. Jealousy is never fair. There's usually an innocent bystander that gets slandered, that gets accused, and sometimes hurt terribly when the spirit of jealousy comes to bring its evil around. If you've never dealt with it firsthand, it does not play fair. Jealousy is from the enemy and it makes you think things that are no more true than anything. It makes you act a little crazy if that spirit gets on you. It makes you do things that are just ridiculous. Everyone else is standing back saying, what is her issue? And in your mind, you just think this is reality when it's a spirit of jealousy. And that got a hold of his brothers. In chapter 39, we begin to see the plan of God for Joseph unfold. Genesis 39, 1 and 2, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. He was sold as a slave. Something we probably can't even comprehend. Somebody actually taking another human being and selling them for a price of money. Evil. Evil. Wicked. But the Bible tells us, but God was with him. God had a plan. He's always had a plan for the life of Joseph and for our lives. Don't forget God's got a plan for you. For some reason, he thinks he's God. <laughs> he thinks that since he's the one that put us in our mother's womb, that he formed us there, that he has some kind of say-so in our lives. The Bible says, he knew me in my mother's womb. He put us there. That was his plan. And he's been trying to get us to align ourselves with his plan ever since. Things were looking up for Joseph, but evil had its plan. The enemy will try to use whoever, whatever is available to try to postpone or completely stop the plan of God for our lives. Now the enemy decides to use Potiphar's wife. She tries to discredit Joseph. She tries to get him to commit adultery with her. She even pulls his coat off of him and to keep it for evidence. 
and lied, said he tried to attack her. In verses 20 through 23, it goes on to say, And Joseph's master took him, put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and where <clears throat> and he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph, and showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. The story goes on that finally Joseph gets to leave prison because he could interpret dreams with the Lord's help and Potiphar had a couple of dreams and he had to interpret them and they were about the upcoming seven years of great harvest and seven years of great famine. Eventually Joseph's brothers came to Egypt because there was nowhere else to get food. They came to buy food and they were reacquainted with Joseph after all these years. It wasn't until the end of their father's life that Joseph's brothers decided to apologize ask for forgiveness of him but Joseph being the honorable man that he was said in our verse that we already read he said back to his brothers but as for you you thought it evil against me but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass as it is this day to save much people alive evil according to the concordance means wicked hurtful malignant giving pain and vicious Joseph was an innocent bystander of this evil the jealousy but God had a plan to flip that evil over and turn it all for good for Joseph. God was with him. Why do we do it when all of the bad things begin to happen? When the evil starts happening to us? Do we have such a difficult time believing that God has a plan? <laughs> Why can we see it so clearly after the fact? I think we need to learn from these stories. And we need to learn from our own life, looking back on some things that we've already been through. Was God there? Oh yes, absolutely. He was there. What it looked like evil, God turned it around for my good. We need to learn, no matter what frustration shows up, no matter what evil is planned against us, no matter what it looks like, let me tell you something, the enemy is not winning. The enemy is not winning. Evil comes in so many ways and forms. Sometimes, sad to say, we bring evil upon ourselves. I was 18 years old and let me tell you something I knew everything didn't I mother she's shaking her head no I thought I knew everything 
I've been raised in this apostolic, godly home, safety all around me, fences to keep me safe. But I knew better. I was devising my own evil plan against my own soul. <laughs> I thought I knew better, so about two weeks after graduation, I headed out. I took a plane to Texas, and I didn't look back. And boy, did I get my fill of the world very quickly. I was already backslidden, still going to church because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do when you're the pastor's kid. I wasn't fake, though. I didn't pretend to be in church, but I still went in honor of my parents. But I got to Texas, and I began to be surrounded by drinking and cussing and lying and cheating and all the ugly things that are in the world and I was so uncomfortable with this fake smile on my face and the life of the party and inside I am like where am I and who are these people I can't even relate to this I, I don't even understand I mean okay this is crazy I've said it before I must say it again when you teach your kids when they're little what's right and wrong, it sticks with them. <laughs> they may not act like it, but trust me, they do know, and it's in their mind day and night, night and day. Don't worry about it. It's there. When I was in high school and I was backslidden, I never ate on Wednesdays. That was my fast day. <laughs> but that's what was instilled in me. So, you know, here I am putting evil into my own life, making a choice for evil to be in my own life and realizing, wow, I sure did have it good back in the Father's house. I was scared out of my mind, but I wasn't telling anybody. It lasted for a whole two weeks. And my mom told me when I left, she said, you have one plane ticket home. When you're ready, just call me. And I made that call. And I come back to the Lord. After I got home, of course, they were ready to go to church camp. And you know what happens at church camp? It doesn't stay there, by the way. It gets into you and it changes your life completely. So sometimes we make a choice or choices to bring evil into our own lives. Sometimes the enemy plants a seed of evil in someone's mind against us. Sometimes it even feels like a cactus seed to bring a whole lot of pain, a whole lot of hurt. Sometimes a struggle that can affect our entire lives. When I was a very young child, Evil was in someone's mind against all children, I think. And the abuse began when I was about seven years old, lasted for a couple of years. And it put some scars in my life. It changed my thinking about people. It hurt. It 
was vicious. It was like a malignancy that just kept growing in me. Satan had worked on somebody and planted evil against me. And I was a young child, couldn't do anything about it. But if you were to read my story in the Bible, if it was in there, it would say, but God was with Rhonda. But God had a plan to flip that evil over and turn it for good. He always has a plan. I don't know what it feels like right now, but I am telling you, he has a plan and a purpose for what is going on. I have been able to minister to so many young women because of the passion and the compassion that I have because of the hurt and the pain that I suffered myself. So you see, the enemy did not win. I'm here. <laughs> That's enough. Sometimes we're just innocent bystanders like Joseph. With a very, very bright, God-planned, kingdom-worthy future ahead of us. And evil does its best to detour our lives in completely the opposite direction. So whatever the case may be, however the evil comes into our life, God steps in. And he flips the tables of evil over. And he says, not today, devil. You are not doing this. They belong to me. I have a work for them to do in my kingdom. So here's the million dollar question. What am I going to do when the evil shows up? What am I going to do with this evil? I believe I have choices to make when evil comes my way. When hurt and wickedness comes against me, I can engage in it. I can fight against it. I can come up with a plan and try to defeat it all by myself. Or I can take a big step back. And I can look at the situation at hand and I can say, God, I need an answer. I need you to tell me what to do. God, show me how to handle this. And then I need to obey what he says, no matter how long it takes. Deuteronomy 20 and 4 says, For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. And my Bible does not lie. Somebody needs to understand today that God is always going to be the victor. All we have to do is take our hands off of some things. Let him do what he needs to do in us. Let him do what he needs to do through us. Align ourselves with his plan and we will stand back and we will see the salvation of the Lord in our own lives. I wish I could get us to understand today that it's not just about victory in our own lives. If you look at these stories in the Bible, they're not just about that person. Yes, he loved Joseph. Yes, God had a plan for Joseph, but do you know what the plan was? It was to save his people. The picture is always so much bigger than just about me. 
I know it's about every individual life that I will ever touch. So I need to be aligned with what he wants for my life. Why do you think Jesus was constantly teaching his disciples? Just ignore the evil. Just do what is right. Because God knew in the end of the story that it wasn't going to matter what the Pharisees said and did. It wasn't going to matter what Pilate did. It wasn't going to matter what Satan intended. Even tradition, it wasn't going to matter what all of them meant for evil. He knew good and truth would be the victors. Always. The ways of God will never equal the ways of man. Or the ways of the enemy, of course. His ways are so much higher. I can't even think of how he's going to work it out. I can't even comprehend. I can't come up with the scenario of what he's going to allow to work out for my good. But I know what the book says. He's on my side. He's on my side. He's on your side. He is going to work it out. I just wish somebody would believe his word. You may have heard this story. I think it's kind of an old one. About the elderly lady that always prayed. And her atheist neighbors could hear her praying. They got so sick of it. So one day this neighbor decided to hide by the bushes and listen to her pray. And she was praying for groceries. Oh God, I need some food. I don't have any food. I need some groceries. And this atheist neighbor said, well, I know how to fix that. I'm going to go buy the groceries. And then she's going to say, God did it. And then I will prove to her there is no God. So he goes and buys the groceries, sits them on her front steps. She comes out. She sees the groceries. She's, oh, thank you, Jesus. You're faithful. Praise God. He comes out from the bushes and he said, there is no God. I bought those groceries. She said, oh, yeah, there is a God. He just let the devil pay for it. <laughs> Can I tell you that the enemy does not have to get the upper hand? Paul told the Corinthians, we are not ignorant of his devices. We know what his devices are. We just got to open our eyes and say, God, let us see them. We know the way to defeat him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. My response to evil can either flip things in my favor or they can just drag things out a little longer. If I complain constantly, then the evil just may stay on the upside. If I follow the example that I see in the word of God, like men, like Joseph, and women like Esther, and of course like Jesus Christ, then maybe the evil cannot stay around very much longer when I choose to do what is right. Continuing to do what was right is what put Joseph in the position that God needed him to be in. The plan that God had all along to save his people. I believe I have a choice to make with the evil that is happening to me. The hurtful, 
the painful ways of others, the results of my own choices can make all the difference. I can prolong or I can shorten what the enemy meant for evil. We all have something that we wish with all of our hearts that would just change. We wish we could just snap our fingers and everything would change. Something that's out of our control. We can get a, a lot of advice from a lot of people and we can follow that. Or we can decide, God, I'm going to put my face in the carpet and I'm not leaving until you tell me how to handle this. You tell me what to do about this evil that's coming against me. I'm choosing to love. I'm choosing to forgive. I'm choosing to keep my mouth shut like Jesus. I want to do those things so God will flip the situation around. I have found in my long life that I can make situations worse by trying to fix it. I try to get so good. I try to come up with ways that I can be so good and be so kind and, and, and love people. And it doesn't work sometimes. Am I going to quit? No, not going to quit. I'm going to choose to do what's right. But I want to choose to do things in his way. He knows what this evil is that's come against us. He knows all about it. He's very well aware of the situation. It's just a matter of us trusting in him. I could point fingers and say, oh, it's all them. <laughs> but if we were all completely honest, most of the time we're a part of the problem. <laughs> Maybe I could help turning evil into good a little bit faster if I would just put my flesh down and do what is right no matter what evil is coming against me. God is not the only one that can flip evil into good. In Romans chapter 12 verses 17 through 21 recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Woo! That goes against the flesh, doesn't it? But rather give place unto wrath, for it is written... Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, don't give him anything. You deserve it. I'm not giving you anything. You're hungry because you're evil. No, that's the way of the flesh. The Lord's so opposite of us. If thine enemy hunger, feed him. I don't think this is a suggestion. I think he meant literally. You got somebody against you, go do something nice for him. He said it many times in the word. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, 
Thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Flip evil over by doing something good. That's the ways of God. Moses was driven away from his own people. Those he loved, he didn't even understand it. Why was he driven away? So he could go and he could become the leader that God intended for his people. And over a million people were saved because Moses got a little uncomfortable. Esther, just looking at the story, totally seems unfair. Taken by force, doused with perfume, taught all the ways of royalty. Just because a king got mad at his wife and wanted a new king, it just didn't make any, or new queen, sorry. Didn't make any sense at all. But God's timing proved to be perfect. As always, he had greater things in mind for Esther. And it wasn't about her being the most beautiful one in all the land. He had a people to save. In God's world, things are always the opposite of what this world thinks is right. When Jesus Christ walked on this earth, he completely changed the thinking of his followers more than anything they had ever been taught previously. Oh, you've heard it this way, but let me tell you what the truth is. His Sermon on the Mount proves that when he says, love your enemies. Turn the other cheek. If somebody asks you, will you go to Walmart with me? Go to Walmart and Target and Aldi. Do their whole scheme with them. If they're going to ask you to go a mile with you, go too. It's a, it's a matter of the heart of doing what is right. Matthew 23, he said, but he that is the greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, put down low. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. He was constantly setting the bar high against evil. The most effective flip side of evil on this earth was the crucifixion. From the taunting and the jeering at Jesus, we were taught how to react by keeping our mouths shut, knowing God is our defense. From the accusations of being wrong, being completely misunderstood when you are innocent, he was doing nothing but good. From the 39 stripes torn into his back that looked so evil. We can't imagine it. We've had some injuries, but I guarantee you nothing that felt like that. But that evil is why I have three children today. That evil that he took upon his back were stripes for our good, for our healing. 
he took what the enemy meant for evil and he flipped it around and said no anybody that asks anything in my name I'll do it I will heal your bodies anybody in here ever been healed by those stripes anybody anybody ever healed by those stripes <laughs> thank God from what looked very very strongly to be a victory for the enemy his death on the cross proved to be the greatest thing that ever happened to this planet hallelujah and now a resurrection of life not just for himself but for all mankind anybody that is born again of the water and of the spirit too will have a life of resurrection the ultimate victory he turned evil completely upside down when he surrendered his will to the plan of salvation when you're living for God it really doesn't matter what evil comes our way when you know him I mean when you really know him it may be with tears streaming down your face saying God I don't get it I've been good I've tried to do good I've served in your kingdom I've given everything that I can give I, I've tried and evil still coming at you trust me if there's evil coming at you hurtful things wicked things things that feel like malignancy if it's coming at you it's because God has a plan you don't have to believe me but I know what he showed me for myself this week in prayer he's allowing it to develop me he's allowing it to prepare me and to strengthen me for what lies ahead because it's not about me but it is about every life that I will ever touch every person I will ever minister to they need to see someone that puts their trust in an almighty God even when evil shows up even when nothing seems fair even when you're doing all the good you know to do and evil is still present they need to see somebody that still says my God is still on the throne If we're to look at the news right now it sure does seem like evil is winning and if you don't know the word of God you might just be full of fear right now you might be full of frustration you might be full of doubt but if you know the word you know evil is not going to win it doesn't matter who is elected president next month I know we think it matters we've got it all figured out well if he gets elected we're going this way if he gets elected we're going this way we got it all figured out we do not 
No. But we have a God that knows, and he's got everything in control. Especially when his people humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways. He's going to heal our land in the way he wants to, in the timing he wants to. Evil is not winning. I'm going to tell you, we stand on the brink of a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God on this world. If we keep our eyes on all the evil, we're never going to believe that good is coming. If we keep our eyes on all the negative, we're never going to vision the prodigal sitting next to us on the pew with their hands raised speaking in tongues once again. If our mind is always on the evil and always on all the bad that is happening, if we got negativity flowing through our spirit and out our mouth, how in the world are we ever going to see the good that God wants to do? Does God keep his word? Does God keep his promises? Is the word of God true? Have you read the end of the story? Do you remember there is a heaven to gain? And there is definitely a hell to lose. Do you remember that he said, Just ask anything in my name and I will do it. He is not a man that he should lie. Ask him to flip the evil over. Ask him to let you see what this evil is all about and tell me, God, what to do about it. Tell me how to act about it. I believe. I believe. I've learned this. Through 27 years of pastoring, Sometimes I say, God, would you just let my heart just shrink a few sizes like the Grinch? <sighs> when I love, it is with everything within my being. <laughs> but when you love that way, you are also open for a whole lot of hurt. Sister Fitz, you know what I'm saying, don't you? Uh, over 27 years of pastoring, people come in, you're just like, oh... I mean, you don't even care any, whatever, whatever their background doesn't matter. You love them. You love who they are. You love their soul. You want to do everything possible to see them saved, to make it in the rapture. That is the goal. You love them. But sometimes when you open yourself up like that, you do get hurt pretty bad. But I will tell you the secret that I have found in allowing God to flip evil things over and turn them into something good and even something miraculous. It's a word you don't want to hear. It's one word that we can sum up the whole Bible in. And that word is submission. The secret is submission. The secret is surrender, a word that's not even in the Bible. If you're dealing with evil right now, if evil is coming against you, seems like on every side, you're being wounded, it feels like a vicious attack, you don't know when and how things are going to change, there's a remedy. 
The remedy is to follow the example of Jesus Christ. Cry out if you have to, even if it feels like great drops of blood. Cry out, not my will, but thy will be done. I don't know if you fight with this like I fight with this, but many times I just think I'm right. I think in a, you know, in a conversation between me and Jen, I think I'm right. In a conflict, it's so hard to see our own faults. It's so hard to see our own mistakes, especially if the conflict feels evil. But who knows? Maybe if we submit ourselves and we say, God, not what I want in this situation, not what I want against this evil, but your will. Who knows? Maybe within a matter of three days of death to self-will, there will be a great resurrection in our situation and the evil side will be flipped to the good side. Jesus didn't heal Lazarus of his sickness and everybody just thought he didn't care. He had a better plan. He had a better plan so God would get glory. There was a young man blind from the time he was born. Why? Is there sin in his life? Is there sin in his parents' life? No. It's because God had a plan that he would be manifested that people could see his awesome works. Jesus just didn't flip tables over. He came to change what was intended for sorrow in your life. What was intended for sadness in your life. What was intended for grief. He came to turn it, everything into good. That he would be glorified. And that ultimately people would be saved, including ourselves. So what is it that you're going through right now? that seems so evil against you. Can I just remind us that what the enemy meant for evil, God has had a plan all along. And no enemy, no enemy from hell and no enemy from this earth can stop the plan of God. There's only one person that can stop the plan of God in my life, and that's me. If I don't submit, if I don't surrender to what he wants, it may look hopeless, it may seem so unfair. It may seem like God is allowing you to go down instead of up. But when you know him, I mean really know him, what his word says, who he is, then you know that you don't have anything to worry about, nothing to fear, that everything is going to be all right. And maybe you need to stand in front of the mirror and say that everything is going to be all right. Romans tells us, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, it doesn't matter what everybody's saying about me. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. 
thinks about me? What matters is am I pleasing to him? Am I submitted to him? You're going to see a victory when you let go and you just let God start working these things out for your good. Every time we try to take matters into our own hands, every time we try to figure it all out and we put actions with those plans, no prayer, no fasting, no word from the Lord, we just decide we know what's best. And I'm going to tell you, if you think about it for two minutes, you're going to realize we do this all the time. Oh, I know what to do in this situation when it could be just the opposite he needs us to do, but we don't know because we didn't ask. All we're doing is slowing down the process of getting us to our planned place in the kingdom of God when we take matters into our own hands. We've lost a lot of elders lately in the apostolic movement. Can I just tell you, you might be going through a very tough time. You might be going through a time where you just need to fall on your face, submit yourself to God. But I'm going to tell you, he has a plan. He's allowing, he is allowing you to go through what you're going through in hopes that you find some place to bury your face and begin to call upon his name and submit yourself to his plan whatever his way not my way not the way that I would do it but his way you never know maybe he's trying to raise up in you another Billy Cole Maybe he's trying to raise up in you another Nona Freeman. Maybe he's trying to mold you, Sister Franny, like you said, and make us and remake us so we can be another Esther, so we can be another Paul, so we can be another Eli Hernandez going around the world and changing lives. Maybe that's the plan of this evil. It was not meant to destroy us. It was meant to put us where we need to be in the kingdom of God because it's not all about me. It's about his kingdom. He brought me into this kingdom so I would make a difference. So maybe that is his plan. If it is, I submit myself to it. So stop getting so frustrated because you cannot see what's ahead. Stop getting upset with all the evil. Just let go of it. And let God do what he needs to do. Submit ourselves unto him. One day very soon, we are going to witness firsthand the flip side of the ultimate evil plan of the enemy. Everything that he is, has brought on us is going to be put back on him with the vengeance of God Almighty. Don't forget what the back of the book says. Revelation chapter 20, And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit with a great chain in his hand and he 
lay hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loose for a little season. I've read the back of the book. All of the evil that is happening right now, it's going to come to an end. It's going to come to an end. God will be the victor. He is the victor. He's got a plan. Revelation 21 and 4 says, And God shall wipe away all from all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Can we stand to our feet and begin to praise the God that is on our side, the God that has a plan for each and every one of us. He's on my side. He's on my side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody know he's on your side today? Hallelujah. Somebody needs to get it in your spirit today. Whatever evil is coming your way, God's going to flip it around and make it good. Hallelujah. Are you interested in submitting yourself to his plan today? Will you come? Will you pray? Will you submit yourself unto the Lord today? Unto his plan. Whatever it is, God, I submit myself unto it, God. I'm not going to focus on all the evil. I'm not going to focus on all the bad that's happening. I'm not going to focus on all those distractions, God. I'm going to focus that one day soon you're flipping everything around for my good. You've got a plan, and I want to align myself with your plan today. I'll do it right now by submitting myself to you. Hallelujah.
Thank you.